Welcome to On The Spot, where two student pastors talk about stuff that matters. I'm Dakota. And I'm Kyle. Well, Kyle, we are doing something special today. We are doing something special. And Dakota, I think you're very special. Oh, thanks, man. You're very welcome. Well, here's the thing. We are not in our studio today, so it probably sounds a little bit different than it normally sounds. It's because we are at Liberty University. We are live from Liberty. Well, when they hear this, it's going to be like, Multiple weeks later. <laughs> so. Yes, yes. We are currently live. Yeah, we are You alive. are not listening to this live. Correct. So why are we here, that Kyle? Would, that would be um, scary. Yeah. Why, why, are, we why are we here? Yeah. Why are we here? That's a good question. Oh, my. Um, we are here because God created us. He chose in a span of seven days, depending upon the theology that you okay. hold to, okay, so. to create <laughs> all of creation. Okay, so we are at Liberty University because we are in search for our new summer interns for our student ministry at Spotswood. But here's the thing. We have had interns in the past, and we actually have them here with us We do! We have special guests! Yes, and here's what's weird, is because we're not in our studio, we don't have all of our fancy equipment to make this easy and seamless, so my editing job is going to be terrible this time, and we're going to pass microphones around, and it's going to sound weird, but y'all are going to love it. So we're really excited to have several people here, first of those being Scarlett. Say hey, Scarlett. What up, everybody? Second on the list, we have... And I don't know if you guys know this, but it's Scarlett's birthday today. Oh, it, oh my. <laughs> poor, poor Scarlett. <laughs> we actually had dinner tonight, and intern Henry... A spoiler alert, he's here too. Oh, intern yeah. Henry had a uh, one of those little like restaurant desserts for her birthday brought around to her. So Yeah, even though tomorrow is actually my birthday. Yeah, yes. That's a Happy thing. Birthday. Thanks. Happy birthday, so, Dakota. Tomorrow being February but 23rd. See, today is not your birthday, so we didn't get you a dessert. No one cares. No. Next on we, the list, we, we, we really don't. We have Henry Lowe. So, what's up, guys? It was hard to get me. I was on tour in Australia, but uh, <laughs> super glad to, to be able to come here from the music tour. <laughs> from the music <laughs> tour. I was wondering what kind of tour it was. I was wondering, is this like a tour on the outback? Is, <laughs> is this a kangaroo tour? All right, who's our third intern? Our, our third intern is Nathan Farley. Hey-o. Nathan has joined us. So he, he decided to take his nose out of a book and actually <laughs> speak into a yeah. microphone. He reads a lot. He's read more than I've seen in books. We were talking earlier, and he told me he's actually on book number 15 for 2021. Are you kidding me? I'm literally on book like three. No, I'm actually making <laughs> that up. I have no oh, idea. Okay. Well, how many books have you read this year? Probably four. He's, oh, on, okay. he's, on, he's on book four. I feel really good. good about myself right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm on like almost done with my third book. Now ask him what he's read. Hey, stop. What have you read? Stop it. I've read Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which is really long. I've read Praying Through the Bible, which is only 100 pages, but it's still a book. It is still a book. <laughs> it and is- then... Where I've almost finished the lead book, but we're going through that with the staff. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When you told me you had read like three or four books this year, I was assuming you had read Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets. I read those in 2020. Yeah. You read the, oh, so they don't count. No, yeah, I'm so. talking about 2021. <laughs> here's, the, here's the way I do it. If I started a book in 2020, but I finished it in 2021, 
It definitely counts for 2021. Oh, well, I finished those back a year ago. Well, oh, well it wasn't actually you know. a year ago. It's close, right? Scarlett's rolling her eyes. She doesn't like they it. They all want to comment, but they can't because we're holding the mics That's in right. our hands. That's right. So, okay, Kyle, as per usual, we have a question of the day. We do have a question of the day. Which I, no one else knows what it is. Stop well, looking, Scarlett. Nate, you're cheating. Nate might know because he can Nate, see my Nate, you show cheated. Notes. He did. He did. So I want to know, especially from Henry, how many episodes of the On The Spot podcast have you listened to? <laughs> wow. This wow. is where we need to be in the podcast studio and we can play the, can the, the, the cricket question, sound please? effect. <laughs> Maybe how many, many, how many episodes of WandaVision have you seen? <laughs> about that? We've already talked about WandaVision on the podcast and you would know that. If you had listened <laughs> to that episode. Wow. So here's, here, let me frame this question a little differently. Have any of you listened to our podcast at all? <gasps> Scarlet. Okay, Scarlet. Oh, yeah. I listened to those uh, pumpkin spice one. That one. Oh, <laughs> when was that? that Throwback. Was, we were using that was this like, system when we that did that. That was a long time ago. We've gotten significantly better since then, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a po- what, what I don't even remember. That was like episode two, three, three, like I think. Oh, three, no. I think. Well, this, this that this we're is recording episode is episode 15. 15. Okay, so let's reframe the question. How many books, Henry, have you read in 2021? Oh, wait. Technically, I did read one book, but it was a comic book, and it was The Walking Dead Compendium 4, which is 52 issues, just so you know. And it's like, it's like thick. It's like this thick. So, yes. So you read all 52 issues? Yes. Okay, that's at least impressive, I suppose. I suppose. Scarlet Scarlet doesn't look impressed. Well, I've read seven this year. You've read seven? <laughs> and we were saying that that we were all making this statement that Nate was the reader. I know. I was actually surprised because typically Nate outbeats me, but I've read seven this year because I was in quarantine. He doesn't just beat you. He out or you you don't you didn't just beat him. You outbeat him. I, I, well, I was in quarantine at the beginning of this year, so during that time, I got some extra reading time. <laughs> okay, I want to know what your favorite book is that you read of those seven. Oh, man. I don't know that one. Oh, <laughs> that's hard. Um, I, that's like hard to like say. I, I read a couple. Like, Don't make the comment like they're all my babies. I can't pick a favorite. No, no, no. no. That I, would that would be like so like lame. I read a good poetry, Everyone has a poetry book that I thought was really good. <laughs> that was, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot respond to <laughs> So, hold on. You were poetry. talking about, I was kidding. I don't have a favorite kid. I love we all We all my know kids. now. No, I read a I read a really good poetry book that I liked. If you enjoy poetry, who so. was who was the poet? Uh, her name's Amanda Lovelace. She was actually the Goodreads Poet of the Year in 2019. Oh, you know what's really funny? I literally went to high school with a girl named Amanda Lovelace. Not the same. Oh, I was like, is it the same person? Is this <laughs> that certain. person? Is this that same person who did um, who spoke at the Capitol? That's Amanda, but a different name. So, yeah. Okay. Her, that, her, this is her like poet name. Like this isn't her a real name. Oh. So she uses like a writer name. See. But 
Dakota has a poet name. Nope, I yes, don't. Yes, he does. It's uh, Henry knows what it is. Yes, Henry, <laughs> Henry does know what it is, Henry. <laughs> I'm going to edit this part out, apparently. We'll see what happens. I wish we had five bikes. Yeah. Oh. The Baconator. The Baconator. The Baconator is my poet name. That's 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 what he signs to every piece of 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 art that he speaks into existence. Wait, I have a I have a question of the day for you guys. Uh oh. Uh oh. Which is your favorite intern? Oh, which is which is. Okay, I have an answer. I have an answer. I have an answer. It's a very quick one, and I have a specific reason. So. Scarlet has produced a lot of things for us. So here's the thing. I love you all. But Scarlet literally helped create what we use for our discipleship program. You're going to make her cry. So it's a big, important deal that Scarlet was a part of our ministry. On the flip side of that, Henry, Henry comes to like everything. But then doesn't tell Scarlett that she's invited. <laughs> so Henry, Henry's just trying to, uh, to you know, to throw her under the bus. Yeah, and I just never saw Nate. So oh, that's true. <laughs> Except when he came to my house. To I, so I was gonna say Nate was my favorite intern. Wow. And and then I found out that Scarlett has read more books than him in 2021. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I can't pick a favorite. So, so here's the thing. It's not about how many you start reading well. It's about how many you have finished at the end of a year. Okay? So I'm the kind of reader, if you look at my Goodreads, I've got about eight currently reading. So give me time. So give to you catch time. Up. Give me like time. There, there will be a month sometime in September when you finish 13 books all at the same time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like no, I'm confident. I get, I get that. I get that. I. I am confident that I will win this book so reading we, challenge. So we will we will have the interns back on on a December podcast well, so we can see who won. And we'll be in our studio, which means that we can FaceTime you all in at the same time. And it Yeah, we actually, in our podcast studio, we have the ability to pipe people in from their phones. We can like interview you guys all on FaceTime and phones yep. and everything. So we'll do that. Like, How many channels can that thing do? Uh, Not that like, anyone who's listening 36. to this cares. We could, we could, we need to have a party. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Podcast party. We need to actually jump into the topics of the day. I yeah, think. absolutely. That's probably the longest introduction that we've done. Yes, it is. So, but hey, it is what it is. That's what happens when you get five people in a room. Absolutely. So we need to, some, some of our uh, listeners have not met any of our interns. So I think before we interview uh, our interns about, uh, intern experiences and about the college experience and, and all of that stuff. Uh, we want to give our listeners an opportunity to, to catch up with you guys and, and hear from you guys just exactly what um, what you've been up to, things like that. So, Scarlett, we'll start with you. Uh, so, Scarlett, um, tell everybody what you did at Spotswood and catch us up on your life and what you've been up to. So, like, what I'm doing in college or? Sure. So last summer, I got to intern 2020 Spotswood, greatest year ever. And, um, Aww, see, that's <laughs> why she's the favorite. 
And so, yeah, I got I got to intern with you guys. And that was my first time interning with a student ministry. Really? Ever. And so that was wild and fun. And I had You would think I, I knew that. You probably mentioned that in the interview. <laughs> but, you know. I think I did. I had worked previously with churches before, but never in a student ministry. So it was really fun hanging out with you guys. And um, I wish I got to meet everybody that got to listen, is listening to this. But uh, so I'm doing that. And then now I'm back in school and I'm getting my master's in biblical studies. Awesome. Awesome. So how far away from graduating are you? Like three months. <laughs> three months. You're almost done. And the home stretch. So what is next for you? Oh, the Lord only knows. Uh, yeah, exactly. Literally. But that's 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 pretty much what we say during COVID is we, we have no idea what's going on. I've got an I've got a major event coming up in about a month. And, you know, things keep changing daily. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> you know. It's the COVID craze. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Nate, um, let's 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 go to you next. What uh, uh, catch us up on uh, catch us up on your life. What have you been up to? What did you do at Spotswood and what have you been up to? Yeah, so I haven't had the immense privilege of meeting uh, so many of the students at Spotswood. I worked primarily with the college ministry, but I did come to a retreat and you I did. taught one of the break, breakout sessions. You did. And I got to meet some of you. And I heard so many good things about that breakout session wow. too. Yeah. Well, I paid them well. So yes, thank you guys you did. You for did. Out of your immense college student, grad student budget. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the mom budget, you know. Yeah, the mom, the mom gives budget, you the, the yes. Quality. Yes. So yeah, I spent the past two summers in Fredericksburg working with the college ministry, um, which has been an incredible experience. And now I am back at school in my second year of my master's. It is a three-year program. I have been doing college for far too long. And even my uh, sister-in-law asked me yesterday, she goes, how, like, how many more years is it till you graduate? I'm like, okay, I'm graduating <laughs> with two degrees. So before yeah. we we make fun of me. So yeah, I'm back at school working on it. I still have one more year. Unfortunately, I will not be graduating this May. But wah, um, wah. truly, truly, hmm. but it's uh, you, you need to go to class more often instead of reading all those books. That's well. The good news is some of them are class books. Okay, see, not all go. of them, but some of them are. So yeah, yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Oh, next is Henry. Henry, what have you been up to? Yeah. Uh. Th so actually. This is I've done the spots with student ministry intern for two summers now. So yep. Apparently, I was good enough, you know, to, to <laughs> bring me back for another summer. Actually, it was pretty cool. Like at first, for the second summer, I, I had no idea what I was doing, and I was visiting Spotswood over winter break, and I was like, "Hey, Dakota, you don't have anyone lined up? Like, I need someone to do this summer." And so the God kind of opened up that opportunity for me to come back. But just like Scarlett, I am graduating in May in Ooh. grad school with a degree in apologetics. And yeah, I'm still at School of Liberty and working at a coffee shop, Third Wave Coffee, oh right my. here in Lynchburg. So what's happening so, after you graduate? Oh, dude, just like Scott said, only the Lord knows. I'm looking at a couple uh, of opportunities, mainly like year-long internships, two-year-long residencies or whatnot. And yeah, right now I'm just applying. I always say an application is not a commitment. So I'm just putting myself out there because I can always say no. That is that is very true. You can always say no. Yep, and the church can always say no too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, Nate, wow. Nate, what did you say that you were you were uh, doing next? Yeah, that's a fantastic question that I don't have to figure out the answer for for at least another like 14 months. So I'm riding the I'm still a college student train until 2022 May. So. Nice. There we go. These are our fantastic interns from last summer. One of the best Cropsy interns that we have ever Whoa. had. Whoa. I was an intern. 
I said one. You just said we're better. How do you feel, Dakota? Well, I don't know about y'all, but I'm the one that's on staff as a pastor now. (laughs) (laughs) I said one of. I said one of. I'm just making sure. I didn't hear you say Dakota was your favorite intern. (laughs) 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 I just really walked into something, didn't I? All right. I got to clean that off my shoes when we're done. So we have several questions that we want to talk uh, about so that we can maybe inform our listeners a little bit more about internships, because here's what often happens. We bring all these interns into church world and nobody really knows why or what that looks like or what the reasoning is. And sometimes people ask, but I think some people just assume that it's so that we can bring people in that are younger and have more free time to just hang out with students. So Yeah, the ones that have more energy and can do all the stuff that we don't want to do. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what people think a lot of times. But It's a bunch of grunt labor. <laughs> Kyle, why, why do we do internships, and why do we bring in interns? So um, when it comes to internships... Uh, as pastors, uh, one of our responsibilities is to equip uh, the next generation of leaders uh, who are going to be leading the church in some way, shape, or form. Now, that for some people, that means simply uh, equipping the saints to volunteer in the church, to run the church, uh, to uh, to participate in different leadership capacities of the church. But there are some people who are called with a higher calling to participate in some kind of uh, pastoral lo- role or leadership role where they're going to serve on staff in some way, shape, or form leading in ministry. And so our conviction is that one of our responsibilities is to train them up to be able to do those to the best of their abilities. Um, I don't want to be one generation away from losing the gospel. And one of the ways that we can stay from being one generation away from losing the gospel is by making sure that the generations that come behind us are equipped to lead the church that they are left when we are gone. Right. So, and I would absolutely agree with that and even add to it of this mindset of having been an intern, even at Spotswood, um, not all internships are created equal. Um, some internships are for just come in and we're going to give you a bunch of grunt work and things like that. But um, what I valued most about Spotswoods is that I was I was put in a position so that I could learn. Yes, I was able to contribute some things, but it was so that I could fail in a, a safe environment where I could learn from instead of getting fired. Um, and so that I could be taught what it looks like to be on staff and things like that. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. And, and, that's, and that's, that's the beauty of what a good internship looks like. When, when you, um, if we want to train up the next generation of people who are going to be leaders uh, and pastors in the church, then we've got to give them some of the responsibilities right. that we do. Not to make our lives easier, not to... Uh, just take work off of our shoulders, but people learn by doing. This is an internship, is an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. We are training people up to do to be leaders in the church, and if we never let them, 
If we never let them do the things that we do, they'll never learn how to do it until they are put in the position themselves and they've got to learn on the fly without any of the safety nets that we might be able to provide them and any of the direction we might be able to give them. Right. So with all that being said and kind of understanding a little bit more of why we do the internships, Kyle, why, who are the kind of people that should do internships? Sure, sure. Um, so <laughs> an internship is an apprenticeship, right? Mm-hmm. So when I am looking to hire an intern, obviously there are specific characteristics and qualities we want to look for. But even even deeper than that, I want I want to see what the Lord's call is on their life. So, you know, I grew up in a culture where just about any college student could do an internship. And, and, and to be fair, um, you know, I, I want to offer the possibility of internships to college students who might be considering whether or not they are called to the ministry. But at the end of the day, the purpose of an internship is to train people up who are preparing to be future leaders in the church. So I'm always going to look for those people first and foremost who know that the Lord has called them to be a, a leader in the church on, on paid staff. Okay. Um, because I want to help them get to where the Lord wants them to go. And I want to train them to be able to do what the Lord has called them to do. Secondary to that is people who are searching. We've had a number of interns who don't know if they are called to student ministry, but we see something special in them, and we want to fan that in the flame and give them an opportunity to see if this is something that the Lord wants them to do. Sometimes people don't know if the Lord has gifted them in an area or if the Lord has called them to a specific thing until they are given an opportunity to try it out. I did not know that the Lord had, caught me, uh, had called me to teach the Bible until I was given an opportunity to teach the Bible. And after I taught, after I preached my very first sermon, I felt like I came alive. I felt like I had found what the Lord had called me to do and what the Lord had prepared me for. And the only thing I could think to do was hug the youth pastor who had given me that opportunity. Mm. So, But if we never provide those opportunities for people, they may never discover it. Yeah. So those are the two things that I typically look for. And if for some reason we, um, we don't have people who fill those roles that we feel like the Lord is calling to participate in our church, then we'll look at college students who are just casually interested in participating. Um, but we're going to aim for those top two categories more than anything. Sure, that makes sense. So, all right, the interns have not left. They're still here. Um, so we're going to direct some questions to you guys and let you kind of just share. Um, we won't necessarily go in any particular order or anything like that, so just kind of throw your hand up if you want a mic, okay? Um, even though Nate just took a mic, so um, Kyle's, <laughs> Kyle's gone now. I would like now. to say I was handed this mic. Oh, don't, right? don't lie. On Nothing <laughs> profound is about to come out of my mouth. All right. <laughs> All right, so what is or has been the greatest benefit for you guys in having been an intern at some point that doesn't necessarily have to be at Spotswood, but you know, um, 
Yeah, is probably your best internship. (laughs) (laughs) So what's been your your best experience or like the biggest takeaway that you've had as a result and the benefits Mm -hmm. as a result of having had internships? Yeah, I really appreciate the way Kyle explained what an internship is, especially with the word apprentice, because it really is not only it'd be easy to say the people you meet in an internship is is one of the greatest benefits but it's not only the people you meet but it's the kind of relationship you get to enter into because of an internship and so every time I have ever been an intern um, the person that I have been assigned to work with has always been the kind of person to where they don't just say you did this well or you did this poorly they come in and they say here is what you did well and here's how you can do this better the next time you do it and you lead into this it's really uh, a humble way to just get feedback and to and for it not to feel weird like sometimes when people come up to you and they want to like offer advice you're like we don't really have that kind of relationship you know like I'm kind of feeling icky about this but when you're doing an internship that is exactly what it is like this a uh, man or woman that is overseeing uh, your department is going to be the kind of person to mold you into the best version of yourself that you can be. And so it really is, you know, talking about an apprenticeship, it is the kind of relationships you will you will get through the internship. That has been the most rewarding for me. I still ask, like if I'm making a big life decision, I will actually call the people that I've interned with. And I've interned with, with multiple people, um, actually two in, in Fredericksburg, and one of them's down the road, Andrew Segrete. He's a pastor at Mount Ararat. He was the first person I ever interned with when I was 15 years old over the summer. And I still call him to this day. And if I'm making a big decision, I'm like, I need help. And so that has not changed. <laughs> so, yeah. Henry, come on. I think that you have a good word here. Yeah, I <clears throat> I like what you said, Kyle. That you're looking for for people that are that are called to this specific ministry. I think of think of an undergrad at Liberty. I was a youth ministry major, and there were stories that I'd always hear from professors that are like, or from pastors that are hiring students, and they're like, "Hey, like, what do you want to do?" And they're like, "I want to be a youth pastor." And they're like, "Okay, well, what internships have you done? Where have you served?" And they're like, "I haven't done any of that." <clears throat> and so, what I mean by that is, there are things that you learn from an internship that you don't get from the classroom. Like I, don't get me wrong, the youth ministry degree, incredible. I learned so much about like programming and and teaching and what, you know, one-on-one discipleship should look like. But like putting that into practice over the summer was like very beneficial. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you, you end up applying the things that you learned in the classroom. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's your lab, so to speak, your ministry lab. Yeah, exactly. And so I think, man, looking back and yeah, again, Classroom was great, but I mean, being able to put it into practice and learning from failure and getting getting feedback from from leaders in the church, man, that that has really shaped me and grown me, and is gonna help prepare prepare me further for when I am in, am in full time ministry. Yep, absolutely. I I wish I wish I had had these kinds of internships when I was doing uh, when I was doing internships. I did. Uh, you did because I made sure of it. <laughs> Just saying. Had a chance to hire you a couple of times. You know, I'm the old guy in the room. Scarlett, what about you? Um, I'm just thinking about like the student also listening on the podcast that wants to do an internship, but maybe you're not considering church ministry. Like you th- believe like the Lord may have something else for you. And I remember being in high school, I actually wanted to go to medical school. And so I actually, the reason I came to Liberty is because I was like, wow, I want to do pre-med and I want to go to medical school. And so I had apprenticed or interned um, and just shadowed a lot of doctors like in my summers and in high school. And it was fascinating because I, I remember shadowing one. I was like, 
absolutely not. Don't want to do that. Shadowing another. I'm like, okay, maybe I just need to find a different specialty and then I'll like it. And by that point, it's like, you know, I don't think I actually see myself doing this. (laughs) I don't have any other specialties left. (laughs) Right. And And you're like, you're like, I really don't want to apprentice under the urologist. You know? Yeah, and like you're also seeing the way that they live their lifestyle, and I was like, do I want to be working more than twelve hours a day? And I'm like, okay, I learned what I wanted to like value. I'm like, I want to have a family one day. Like, I don't want to have to be at a hospital. Like, um, and so things like that. So what I would say, what's so cool about internships is you really learn things that you value, prioritize, but then also can I see myself going into this? So because you're doing the practical stuff, it's like, wow, do I really envision myself here in the next 20 years of my life or or whatever that may be? So for me, it was a lot of like figuring out what I wanted to go into. And then once I did my first church ministry type internship, I'm like, wow, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah, it fit. You fit. When when you you just find what you've been created for, oh my goodness, that is such a good feeling, you know? So. Yeah, well, and I would affirm all three of you are definitely made to be in ministry. Oh, absolutely. Um, for sure. And if you try to do anything else, we'll find you. Yeah, we and will. We'll, and we'll we'll make you work with us. I'm pretty so. certain Dakota carries a gun. <laughs> I do. That's not <laughs> so. a threat in any way, shape, or form, but just know that he carries a gun. Um, yeah, so on the flip side of that, so those are things that you've gleaned from and things that you've taken away that you would look back on and say, man, this is so valuable, but... What are some of the more challenging things that you've experienced in being an intern? Um, And again, that's any internship. I like that you brought in some that weren't even ministry related. Um, So what are some of the challenges that you have experienced as interns? My first, um, well, actually every summer in my undergrad, I lived in Portland, Oregon, working with church planning. And so that was like the internship that I got to be a part of. But for me, it was my first um, like summer away from home. And I remember being so nervous because I'm like, here, I'm not only just... I'm not going to like a summer camp. I'm going to an urban city and I'm spending an entire summer there. And so for me, what I learned so much was, I mean, just a lot of growing up where it was like, that was a lot of real life, um, getting to learn how to like budget and ride a public transit and all the things that come with that. But I would say that was, did you ride a bike in Portland? I did. You did. I'm pretty certain it's, everybody it's owns called a bike, bike in town. So yes, I mean, how could absolutely. you not? So, um, for me, it was just I got to learn a lot of life lessons away from my family, but in, in a good way where it was like that was stuff that I had to learn outside of my home. Um, but so that was like super helpful, but it was also hard because it was stretching and growing. And for me, I, it really helped shaped what degree that I wanted to pursue. And I honestly, after that, it was like, all right, I need to find a church and like things um, that I valued. So that took me a while to like figure that out. But it, so it was hard, but it was also so helpful in growing. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, subscribe. <laughs> Good word. <laughs> I mean, I've done. I've done internships <laughs> out of state. <laughs> I've done internships out of state uh, in Houston, where, like you were saying, adjust- adjusting to a new culture and new new people. Even though, like, I love getting to know new people, it it was different and unique, and I faced those challenges. But I think <laughs> you broke, Kyle. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? I was being serious. <laughs> Go ahead, Henry. Uh, another challenge. Actually, was probably my first summer at Spotswood. Um, I think I've done internships in the past where I was able to cater to my strengths, um, which one-on-one discipleship teaching are things that a I enjoy doing and b that I think I'm I'm good at. And obviously, I wanna I wanna keep getting better. But I think that first summer at Spotswood, 
I like didn't teach at all. And <laughs> I like didn't do like obviously I was doing one on one discipleship, but it was just and there were no we didn't really do any big events minus like a pool party or whatever. Um that summer, but it was a lot of planning, you know, like I helped I mean, delegating responsibility. I helped oversee uh, like one of the one of the collide trips that we did uh, with with the Ladysmith campus, um, and like Sally helped out with that. Shout out to Sally, uh, and I helped out <laughs> with like the DC uh, collide trip. And so, man, it was so much admin planning. It was so much like creating booklets and like making itineraries and like budgeting out, like buy, going to buy food and ordering T-shirts for things that like I did not enjoy to be honest at first. But then I I realized, man, these the small details they they play a part in ministry and they're important. Mm-hmm. And like, man, if I man, if I'm going into a ministry where like we don't have like a massive team and I'm doing everything on my own. So I think it was challenging because it was something that I wasn't necessarily used to, but I was like, man, this is important. And so that, that would, again, challenging, but like I was happy that I, that I was able to do it. Well, and I will just affirm that the following summer you had grown tremendously in that area because the first summer was challenging. <laughs> uh, uh, Nate, do you have anything to add to that? I echo both what Scarlett and Henry said echo. because it's very true. Echo. echo. Kyle would be my, echo. my personal echo. Echo. Um, <laughs> echo. Echo. But I, I think that it, it's a positive, but it's really challenging where you spend, you know, I've, I'm on my sixth year of college, right? And you spend a lot of time in a classroom getting a lot of these, what you think are really good ideas. And then you get into a world where you try to implement them and you're like, wow this is not a whiteboard and this is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. And, oh, like I actually have to build interest and I have to actually like, like write a devotional and I, this has to actually be helpful and not just sound witty. There's actual ramifications for the decisions that you make. Yes. And so you start to realize that there's, there's a difference between having a good idea when you're in a classroom and it actually working outside of the classroom. And so I think that that was challenging. You know, the first few times I did an internship of being like, wow, I was wrong. Like, I was wrong on that. And that's not how, you know, people all the time tell you that's not how the world works. And that's not what I'm trying to say. But like that idea sounded better in your head than it did implementing it. And so I think that that's always a challenge of an internship. It's a benefit because you would rather mess up while you're an intern than mess up when you are a full-time staffer. And so I'm not saying that that's bad, but that is a challenge. So this next question I really like, and I kind of want to direct this to Kyle. Um, Ooh. Yeah, because... Because I think you'll answer it well. I have a lot of answers. You don't to think this. they'll answer it well? Well, it's more specific to somebody who's been in the role of the leader for gotcha. a while. Gotcha. So, um, and it and it's more specific for our context of kind of what we do on the podcast, talking about stuff that, as student pastors, what we think matters um, for our students to hear, for our parents to hear, and our adult leaders all alike. So, um, how how is it that students in the student ministry can benefit from? having interns brought in and i have a lot of opinions on this so i'd love to hear your thoughts um say that a quick say the question again i got distracted how do students you ready yeah i'm ready okay how do it's not as if i didn't write the show notes (laughs) yeah how do the students in the student ministry benefit from having interns come in like what ways are they in benefit or are they benefiting from that so one of the Unique things that interns um, offer that uh, someone in my stage of life is not able to offer is uh, relatability. Um, now, I do believe relatability is an important aspect of making connections um, 
you know, particularly if I'm teaching, I, I, I think it's important for uh, the person who is speaking from the stage to be able to connect with the audience before they teach their content. Because if they can connect with the audience, if they can win the audience over, the audience is going to be more likely to pay attention to what they have to say. So the preaching class aside, uh, interns, uh, one of the things that they offer uh, in value that that someone in my bald state of being, <laughs> oh uh, 30, 37-year-old state of being, uh, is, that, is that they're more relatable. Uh, they're closer in age to what the students uh, are experiencing. Uh, sometimes, um, you know, when I first started out in student ministry, I shared the same generation with our students. I was a millennial. I had I was on the early front end of millennials and you know I was able to benefit from pastoring millennials for a while. We're not in that stage anymore. We're uh, at best we're pastoring Gen Zers and I'm not even convinced that the middle schoolers that we pastor are actually Gen Zers mm-hmm. anymore. So uh, to a certain extent I cannot relate to them as well anymore. So with that in mind a student may be more likely to come to some of our interns and open up about something, uh, you know, that they wouldn't necessarily open up to me because they would feel like the intern um, understands a little bit more of what they're going through. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the benefit that they offer with that is not just the relatability, but the fact that they've got just enough years in front of them that they can impart wisdom for where they're going next. Yeah, and literally exactly on the same lines, we often tell our adult leaders, what do we say? We want them to be leaders worth imitating. We want them to be people, Christians, worth imitating. And when we bring in interns that are on a level that can be more relatable to our students and those people, you guys in the room, are worth imitating it gives the students something tangible to see that they can they can look at me and Kyle and go okay well you guys are like 10 15 years older than us so we're not thinking that far down the road but we are thinking three five six years down the road to college where you guys are so they see you and they see that you're worth imitating and that you're following Jesus and you love Jesus and you're actually investing back in them. They see that and they're going, oh, I, I want to look like that. They don't necessarily think about when what they want to look like when they have kids or when they're married. But they look at you guys in college and they say, I know that I want to look like that in a couple of years. So it's this idea that we're bringing you guys in to almost bridge the gap that we are getting further that that's growing further for us. Yeah, we want to give them a vision of what it means to follow the Lord at every age and yes. stage of their life. Yes, that's huge. Yeah, uh, because we want them taking life changing steps all the time, not just when they're in middle school, not just when they're in high school, but when they go to college and then when they leave college and continue on. So um, that's a lot of what we. I wanted to ask you guys in reference to internships and things like that, but there is this idea and this huge important step that every high schooler has to take is what does it look like after high school? Now, that sometimes doesn't mean college for some people, and that's totally okay and fine, 
but what does it look like if you do go to college? Because that's a huge challenge. Absolutely. There's a lot of a lot of our listeners are thinking about what the next stage after high school is going to look like. So you guys have been there before. We want to we want to hear from you guys about what your college experience has been like. Because I think that could be hugely rewarding for our listeners to to hear. So what is what is the best part or one of the best parts about being a college student? I would say for me, um, so I'm from Texas, and so moving to Virginia and then starting school, um, I grew up like in a town where everybody like knew my family, knew my brother, so I was always like my brother's little sister and stuff like that. So for me moving to college, I'm like nobody even knows like my last name. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was a great thing because for me, that's like I can really like start. Um, who I really for am. For the first time in your life, you can hide. Well, and that too, I am an introvert, so that did come out. <laughs> but more, what, more time to read books. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but for me, what was really cool is, um, I mean, I absolutely love my family, and so it, it was like crazy stepping away from that. Um, and then it's like, wow, like who am I? Like even um, like growing in my identity in the Lord and my faith, and so getting to learn more about that. But I would say the best part about Liberty that not every college has is just Christian community. And that was something I needed so much being away from my family during that time. And it's like, wow, I'm trying to figure out like myself ap- um, apart from that and having a godly community around that. And so something I am immensely just so blessed by is just the friends um, and community that I've made at school that has made the entire thing and people who I mean know me so well and so I just appreciate that so much and so I would say that's by far been my best thing about college um of course I've loved like my classes and things I've gotten to learn about but there there's like has to be something more to that so I would say definitely like the community I've made yeah I think that's that's a huge part of it and sometimes that's the part that people miss out part of the growing up process is not just about acquiring the academic education. It's about learning what it means to build your community and develop your community on your own apart from your families. Because that's a huge part of being in, uh, in the world and in society. Uh, and I've, ha- I've known so many people who graduated from college and had such an inability to, uh, to, to build community in their lives um, that they've had a hard time plugging into churches. They've had a hard time plugging into um, to, to, to any activity apart from their jobs because all, everything that they did revolved around their education. So what about you, Henry? Yeah, I think apart from community, because the community has been great, especially like when you're living on campus, most of your best friends like on your hall or people that you have the same major with or you know like-minded interest, I think... Something that I've really enjoyed about college, I think, is learning to discipline yourself. What I, what I mean by that is right when I moved off campus, I realized, I was like, dang, like, I'm responsible for, like, cooking. I'm responsible for cleaning the house. Like, I'm responsible for, for making the effort to, to go to church on my own. You know, I think, I think growing up, like, yes, like, I wanted to go to church, but it was still, like, the balance of my parents were still like, hey, you got to go to church Sunday or you got to go to church Wednesday nights. And so now it's like I'm in college Saturday night, I'm staying up doing late and doing homework, and Sunday morning, because I drive myself, I'm like, oh, I could easily hit snooze and just skip church Sunday, but it's like, no, like I want to go to church because like I want to be there, so I think really like learning how to adult, I think, has been so cool, Being put, putting yourself in a situation where you, you want to do things, um, and you enjoy things, not, not because your parents told you to do them, but because you really want to be there, mm-hmm. um, and then honestly, like 
as someone who you know who was really involved in church in middle school and high school and in working off campus at or used to work at Chipotle, I think really having community with unbelievers was super beneficial for me because yes, I want to work in a church and yes, I, I want to do student ministry. But I think the first few years of college, I worked at a place where I was the only believer. And I think it was really cool to be able to interact with them and, and show them the love of Christ. And they were like, dang, Henry, like most people like who go to Liberty can be jerks sometimes, but you're kind of showing us that not everyone at Liberty is a jerk. So yeah, disciplining yourself and then having community that's not just Christ centered, but unbelievers. It is on the record that Henry says he cleans his house. He, I, don't, I don't believe it. He said he had to learn how. He doesn't say he has I'm a minimalist. I, I'm, I'm pretty clean. Just saying. My coffee bar is really nice. I, do, I believe that. I firmly believe that. So what is the best part about being a college student? What they both said. But a, a very unique experience that I think only college students um, will have is that you're not tied down to one location hmm. or even like have a certain set of bills that you have to meet every week. I mean, there might be a couple, like you might have your phone bill and all these things, but you will not have a mortgage. You will not have. And so when certain opportunities come up, like maybe it's a study abroad trip or maybe it is a summer internship or maybe it's just going on this weekend vacation with some of your friends, like all of these things, you get to say yes to experiences that once you're not a college student anymore, it's not that you won't get to do those things, but you won't get to do them as frequently, and it'll be like a lot, a much bigger inconvenience. And so um, since being a college student, I've traveled to two different countries on multiple occasions. Um, I've been able to go to California for the first time with friends. I've, I've done these road trips. I've done a ton of hikes. I've done like the college experience, like, yes, you're, you're getting an education, but you, it's like Kyle said, you're forming an identity. You're figuring out what am I interested in? What does my community look like? Um, what am I going to value? It's, so I say all that to say, as you are transitioning into your college experience, I just want to say, say yes to a, like a, a few opportunities that maybe intimidate you and just like figure out, like, do you enjoy traveling? Like maybe you think you don't, but it's because you have never done it. Right? Do you enjoy summer internships? Like, do you enjoy? Because these are are a very unique few years where you get to say yes to a lot that you normally can't say yes to. So, Nate, I just want to say I have like my health insurance bill, my phone bill, and rent due in like a week. So I have I, bills. I knew as I said that people are like, "Wow, Nathan doesn't pay for anything." I am the youngest child, and I'm proud of that, <laughs> and I'm spoiled. <laughs> and if you have a problem with that, you can call my mom. But. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow. Yes. That took yes. a turn. Yes. That took and a hard, we are, hard turn. We are going to send the link to this podcast along with Nate's email to every single college student out there who has to pay for stuff. So, um, you know, we kind of answered our second question, you know, but, you know, is there anything else that you guys love about the college experience in general? I do want to talk about community for one moment. I think, yes, I had great friends growing up in high school but man when you when you live with your friends like on your dorm or off campus man you you see student you see your friends at really low points and really high points that you don't necessarily always see uh in high school so man weeping with those who weep and rejoicing with those who rejoice has been has been really great and beneficial so you you really open up to your friends and it's cool to be able to, to truly do life with them absolutely so what are some of the hardest things about being a college student everybody like died in that moment it's true we actually <laughs> have no happened? more interns hide the bodies <laughs> what just happened 
Well, we all collectively just felt the grief and trauma that we've experienced <laughs> over the past six years. I mean, we've been doing college for six years, so this is each one of us. You know, what is the hardest part? Um, I, I only live an hour away from home, right? So, like, I can still call my parents when some things go wrong. I got a flat tire the other day. I called my dad, and he's like, do I need to come up? I'm like, that'd be so silly, right? But there are, you know, you go to college – um, we've talked about community, but there are also times where you feel like it's taking longer than everyone else to find your community. And then maybe there comes a point where, you know, you move to a new dorm and you're like, I have to find a new one. Um, it's, you are forming your identity and that's incredible once it's been formed, but it's really like a struggle. Like as you're figuring out, like, like, what do I value and who am I? And do I still, um, do I still enjoy going to church all the time? Right? Like you have to like figure out all those questions. And so that can be, a challenge. Um, but I think the hardest thing right now, having done this for as long as I have, is that every May you have to say goodbye to some of your closest friends and for them to now live not only all over the country. My best friend is living on the other side of the world. He's in Cambodia. I just got an email like while we were getting this from him about like, hey, here's, here's what I'm up to right now. Um, and so every May there's like, I'm just sad. <laughs> like you'll see, I'm listening to sad music. Like I'm, I'm walking around. I'm like, I miss my friends. Like, you know, it, it's hard. So I am excited. You know, people ask, what are you most excited about once you, you're not a college student? I'm so excited for May to come around and me not to say goodbye. I know goodbyes happen throughout life, but man, six years of saying goodbye to your closest friends every May. <sighs> I don't like that. Scarlett, what do you think? Immediately, like, whenever you asked that question, the first thing that came to my mind was, like, car problems because that has happened to me <laughs> so much in college. And it, it's funny because I didn't even have necessarily, like, an old car. But it, some days it just wouldn't start. Or I learned new things about a car that I had never learned before. And I, it was, like, hard because, well, I mean, obviously being so far away from home, like, I mean, my parents are in Texas. It's not like they can just giddy up here. So, um, Do you know how to pump gas? I do know how to pump gas. Oh Thank my, you. that was that was just not yeah, nice. Yeah, I know how to change I'm not giving my, you my mic again. I know how to change my breaker fluid. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What is a breaker? It's not real. That, it's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> I don't think it was. No, that no, that was a joke. It's not actually a real thing. But um, yeah, and so that what was hard was I remember like going into my freshman year and learning all these things like without my parents that I like never never had I took I had taken for granted. And so there was like moments where I was like calling up my calling up my parents and was like, wow, I just like wish like I would could go home for dinner right now. And so that was definitely difficult. And I definitely relate to what Nate is saying as well as every season is going to be different and like some seasons feel a lot longer than others but even the semesters and I hate change and so I had to just really adapt to that because I'm like the fall is never gonna be the same as spring and summer and um, I had a lot of friends just come and go in a lot of those seasons so like learning how to grieve the loss of those um, and welcome new people in and someone who's like you know vulnerability can be hard I'm like wow I'm really learning how to do friendships well um, but from that I've had very very um, long lasting friends that I know that I will have after I graduate so I'm very very thankful for that yeah for for me two things I think one <clears throat> specifically at Liberty because not every college not every non-christian college is like this but at Liberty we have Bible classes we have theology classes which are so beneficial but I think many times 
I I treat I, I used to treat those classes as like my time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I think I think for me it was just so challenging. Like yes, like reading the Old Testament to to write a paper on Genesis, but it's also like I'm reading Genesis to do that. But like that that isn't for my own. Although there is benefit to it, it wasn't for my own spiritual benefit. And so the flips the next kind of step to that, I think that I struggled with coming into liberty and even some of my friends who go to non-Christian schools is it's finding a church. Um, I think it's really challenging because I kept getting caught up in comparing every church I found in Lynchburg to my home church. So I want to encourage you all when you when you leave Spotswood when you when you go to college, don't get caught up in comparing your church to Spotswood. Um, Spotswood is great, right? I'm sure you'll find an incredible church wherever you're at. Um, you're not going to find the perfect church because the moment you walk in, it's imperfect. Uh, but man, f- find a church, man, where there are great leaders that can pour into you there, and there's accountability, and man, they're just going to stir you on towards love and good works. There actually is a perfect church. I found it on uh, my bachelor party. We went on a trip to Atlanta, and believe it or not, there is a church in Atlanta called the Perfect Church. We I thought, took pictures with it and everything. I thought you were going to say Church's Fried Chicken. No, the West Coast no. Thing. They're really good. They made me sick. I was living in New Orleans, and there was one across the street from the seminary I was at. And boy, I had the worst food poisoning I have ever had. It was terrible. I will not eat Church's Fried Chicken ever again. Popeye's is the best. Way better than Chick-fil-A. Just putting it out there. Stop. We just proved that today. Um, so here, here's one thing that I want to add to that. And, and I think that actually it's it's something that we probably need to put on our list for future podcasts. It's this, it's this constant thing, uh, this idea of consumerism uh, when it comes to figuring out where you belong in church. Because... Uh, again, just like you have said, uh, even though there's a church named the perfect church, there is not a perfect church. Uh, and, and when we go into this in our mindset of going, well, I'm looking for a church that has a speaker that speaks like this that I like, but also a women's ministry that fits exactly what I'm looking for, or it has to have a men's ministry that only does the things that I want to do. When we go in, or the worship is not quite what I want. When we go into a church with that mentality and we start comparing it to things that are like, well, this one does this, so I like that, then we're shopping and we will end up doing things like, well, maybe I could go there for the worship and then I'll go there for the discipleship. And then you never actually build authentic community like you guys have been talking about constantly is the community aspect of that, which is an integral part of being a believer. Uh, So when we have this idea and this mentality of, I'm just going to pick apart everything about the church and only the things that I like are the things, and then I'm going to complain about everything else, or I'm just going to leave because of it. You'll never labor and you'll never, you'll never labor with people. You'll never have other people carry your burdens and you'll never have the, the, the opportunity to carry someone else's burden with them. And that's a huge thing that you don't want to miss out on because listen, I missed out on that in college in a lot of ways. Because Henry, just like you said, uh, I fell into the trap of just thinking that it was okay that I was doing Bible classes and stuff and I wasn't going to church enough. Uh, It wasn't until my second year in college that I started actually engaging in a church and serving uh, because I was just comparing everything to what I experienced in the past and it was causing me to not want to be a part. And I was missing so much and I didn't realize that until I actually plugged back in. So that's a huge, really important point. We might want to tackle that one day and talk about it. I think it would be interesting. So anything else to add on that question? If not, I do know that we are 
almost there, Kyle. Do you have any more questions? Uh, there is one more. Okay. <sighs> okay. I don't feel like we can get away from asking at least one of these two questions because I think they're the two most important questions. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, regardless of where any of our kids go to college, uh, for the ones who go to college, um, college is going to have an impact on their spiritual journey. So I want, I would love for you guys to peel back the curtain a little bit and, and show our students how college impacted your spiritual journey and maybe some of the pitfalls that they should look out for. Something that I would say, and so I, um, I have the job that I work in right now is I actually work with college students. So I'm getting my master's, but I work with a team of college students right now. And so I'm going to preface this and I'm going to share like my part, um, my background with it. But so me working with students, that means that I get to meet with a ton of girls just weekly, one-on-one and um, getting to hear their stories. And something that, you know, I actually learned this uh, at my time in Spotswood this summer and working with high school students um, and just kind of made the connecting point there is sitting across from so many college students, I kid you not how many times I would hear them say, I remember this happening to me in high school, but I never told anybody about it. And it was so hard because here I'm sitting across a girl who just experienced so much grief or, or trauma or loss and she never dealt with it or never told anybody. And now we get to unpack it, unpack it in her college years. And so what I would say to that is to um, both men and women, there, there may be something that you experienced in middle school or in high school that you have never shared in, with anybody. But let me tell you how important that is because if whenever you, you know, like if I don't know, I just think about when I rode a bike and I would fall and like scrape my knee and like you wound yourself, like you have a you have an open wound and like was this in Portland? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I can't even um, ride a bike right now. Whenever you have an open wound, what happens when you don't care of that wound? It's going to fester. It's going to it's going to get gross. Um, you could potentially even lose your leg just because you didn't care for a single scratch. So what happens whenever you go through something hard? Um, like in high school or um, at, at a young age and you never care for it, that thing's going to be festering and festering over time. So what I would just say, and, and for me, like I got to learn a lot of hard lessons when I entered college, like, wow, like I never unpack things that I actually struggled with in high school. And here I was finally in a space where um, I had a community that would really pull that out of me with things that I had. I was like, wow, I, I never thought people would even ask me about that or care to listen. And so really find healing for so many things and forgiveness of, of myself and forgiveness of others. I asked a lot of forgiveness of people for things. And so what I would just say is um, even if you, you may be going through something right now, and maybe you have identified it as sin or you have identified it as an issue, but find people to talk to it about it now so you're not dealing with it four years later down the road. <laughs> And so that's all that, like, and that's part of my job now, but that's also my story. So I would say that. Yeah. And to echo that, I think, I think it's Ben Stewart that, that said that you won't heal from something that you, that you conceal or <clears throat> yeah, you won't heal from something that you conceal. So I think it's so important to talk to somebody because I think we've all, sorry, <laughs> God was taking the mic from you. Sorry. I, I, I started taking the mic from you and I realized you're talking. <laughs> Keep going. You won't heal from something that you conceal. <clears throat> so when you're struggling with doubt, when you're struggling with, with lust or pride, talk to somebody because we don't want, when we're so focused on what God has called us to do, if we let our, if we let our calling outgrow our character, man, we got We have to watch out for that. That's why, man, talk to somebody like focus, like focus on your own spiritual health. I think, I think the moment 
like Scarlett was saying, don't let it happen four years down the line. I think a couple of years ago, one of my one of my really good friends fell in sin in ministry, and man, it it took a really hard toll on me and two of my other good friends. And that's when we were like, man, we need to take like sharp. We need to take a stand on our faith. We need to talk to each other when we're struggling with sin, when we're struggling with doubt, when we're struggling with these things, because we wanna we wanna be able to walk with each other in the midst of that. So, man, I encourage y'all like. Talk to someone now. Like, don't don't let it get to the breaking point. Don't let don't let the the bomb go off. I think of uh, like years ago, they found like old old bombs in Germany from World War II, and they evacuated the, the bombs had been sitting there for years, and they evacuated the entire city because they're like, hey, we need to defuse these bombs in in case they go off, right? And so like, defuse the bomb now. Like, don't wait until it goes off. But like, hey, focus on it now and defuse it. Yeah, that's good. Um, how has, has college impacted my spiritual journey? You know, I think that throughout middle school and high school, especially for those of you who are listening to this podcast, you're probably someone that's been invested in the life of Spotswood for a good amount of time. And maybe you come from a household of faith. And so there might not even be a time where you, uh, were unfamiliar with the name of Jesus at least, right? Like that's just been a part of your, your family. It's been a part, um, of your weekly experience. I think that, uh, that's an incredible story, by the way, Right. So you've been learning over the past few years the gospel and how God loves you and, and what sin is and what confession is and all these things. I think in your college experience, one of the most beneficial things is you're going to learn that not only does God love you, but that you love God. That's good. And that is like such a pivotal moment. I mean, I remember I was I was talking to a student because like Scarlett said, we work with college students and we kind of help with that transition period of like going from home to a university. And I remember this one guy, we were talking and he was like, I just don't know that God loves me. Now I had a, a long relationship with this guy. So I was like, that's, I didn't say this, but I was like, that's not true. Like, I know that you know the gospel. I know that you know God loves you. I know that you know what sin is. And I know you know all those things. And so he's talking and I remember I'm just praying silently in my head while I'm looking at him and I'm going, God, would you give me wisdom and discernment to know how I can help him? Because I don't think the issue is what he thinks it is. And so I remember, um, I just, I started thinking about the passage where Jesus looks at Peter and he says, Peter, do you love me? And Peter goes, yes, you know that. And then Jesus says again, no, Peter, like, do you love me? He's like, yes. And then he asks a third time. And so I just looked at my friend and I said, uh, I said, I know that you think you're struggling to believe that God loves you, but can I just ask you a question? He's like, yeah. I said, do you love God? And he's like, yeah. I was like, no, honestly, like, do you love God? He's like, yes. And it's kind of like this moment. I'm not saying I'm Jesus, but it's kind of this moment. And finally he realizes what's happening and he just starts weeping. And he was like, I do love him. And it was kind of this moment where it really solidified his faith. And I think a lot of you are waiting for that moment. Like you hear all these people, they're really passionate about Jesus. They're passionate about the gospel. They're passionate about um, church life and all these things. And you've never realized that you're passionate about them as well. And college is going to give you that opportunity to where on Sunday morning, no one's going to wake you up and say, time to go to church. And no one's going to come into your room and say, have you prayed? And no one's going to, like, that's going to be your decision. And while that is going to be challenging, there is a freedom that's going to come when you get to lay your head down at night and say, I love God. Like, I love Jesus. Um, and and it, it's going to be hard, and there's going to be lows, and there's going to be highs, but there's something so just important about you saying, like, like, I love God. I know he loves me. I've been told that my whole life. But finally, I have evidence that I love him. And so that's, that's really good. That's really good. And I think that's a, that's a good place for us to 
to end our conversation and what the college experience is like for you guys. Thank you guys so much for yeah, we really appreciate joining it. us and answering our questions, and especially when you knew absolutely nothing uh, about what we were going to ask you or anything like that. Yeah, I know. I flew all the way from Australia. Scarlett Scarlet came on her birthday, so it was wild. It's true. After she finished her seventh book. Poor Scarlett. It's still more than you. That Oh... <laughs> Wow. That's very true. Wow. Okay. That's very, that's very true. But in all fairness, <laughs> one of the books I'm reading right now is Volume One of Spurgeon's Sermons. So. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm reading Harry it's Potter. That's going to be the end. Of <laughs> <laughs> You're so, Kyle, um, it is that time. It's your turn. What is your recommendation? What is my recommendation? I know what it is, and I love it, and I think it's going to be amazing. It's so awesome. Go ahead. I want to recommend that those of you who are on Facebook and have not left facebook yet because of um the in incredible <laughs> difficulty of of enjoying your life after spending time on facebook um i would recommend that you would do the healthy task of finding the facebook live sessions of the grace retreat on the spotswood creative account uh the worship is fantastic the teaching is fantastic our girls ministry director amy did such a fantastic oh job. Gosh. Our uh, our worship team did a fantastic job. Dakota did a fantastic job. Even if you are not in the student ministry, uh, you're not in the high school ministry, maybe you're in middle school or maybe you're uh, an adult or maybe you don't even live in, in Fredericksburg and go to Spotswood, they are worth your time because it's, it's all about figuring out how to hear the voice of God and and the just the teaching that these guys give is just top notch fire. So I'd recommend go back and listen to that. And for that matter, uh, Josh has done a really good job of rebranding the entire creative department at Spotswood uh, under the banner of Spotswood Creative. And there's some really good things that are coming down the pipe. So I would really recommend that you guys uh, look out for stuff that is coming from them. Yeah, they also have an Instagram page as well. If you're just afraid of Facebook, um, it's just Spotswood Creative. So check yeah, it but out. you can't find you can't find the sessions on true on true. Instagram. That's only on Facebook. It is only on Facebook. So eventually, eventually we'll do something better than that. Yeah, we'll figure it out one day. Yeah, one day. Um, when okay, we, when so we grow up. <laughs> yeah, so thank you everyone for listening. We love you guys, and we're grateful for you taking some time out of your day to listen to us talk about things that we think matter. Happy birthday, Scarlett. Um, <laughs> gosh. Um, My birthday is not for a few more weeks. I'm just prefacing that. True. So, but when this episode releases, it will be really near... Near Scarlett's birthday. <laughs> or almost on. When's your birthday? March 10th. So this will release on March 18th. Oh, we were so, so close. Your birthday will have already passed. Ha happy belated birthday, <laughs> Scarlett. No, your birthday's on March 18th. Oh, my gosh. So, again, we really appreciate you listening. If you would like to connect <laughs> with us, which, listen, we would love to connect with you, you can do that on social media at On The Spot. Dot podcast on Instagram or Facebook, or you could send us an email uh, if you so choose, and that is on the spot at spotswood.org. Uh, also, if you're looking for an easy way, if you're a member at Spotswood, or if you're not and you just don't want to bother with Apple Podcast or Spotify or anything else, you can download the Spotswood app, and all of the podcasts are, are located on there as Absolutely. well to listen to. So please be sure to share and review 
write us a review like that would help so much. It goes a long way, and we really appreciate your feedback in that. So we would love to hear from you again. Uh, but like always, we will be back in a couple of weeks to talk about more stuff that matters. <laughs>